We are certainly aware today, at the start of the new millennium, that there is a crisis of manliness in America. When Waller R. Newell penned those words, he could not have been more correct. In every measurable category, and at almost every level, the home, the church, the community, the nation, and the world, we are suffering from a lack of complete men. Masculinity has been attacked from without by radical feminism and relativism. The masculine character has also been deteriorating from within, suffering from apathy and a lack of firmness and resolve. Weak men have crippled countless daughters and sons, innocent children reared in homes where they are left without a positive conception of their roles in society. What we need, according to Moore and Gillette, is not less masculine power. We need more. But where are we to turn for a clear conception of masculine power? A survey of the cultural concept of manliness only produces a smattering of misconceptions, amounting to either weak and effeminate men, incapable of bearing the burden of leadership, or macho men who embody a cartoonish distortion of real masculinity. It seems as if we can either find machoism or effeminism, or a weird combination of both. In an attempt to restore real masculinity, some have returned to the greatest generation, those who were born out of the war and the turmoil of the forties and fifties. However, as Newell writes, the search for the manly heart must never be confused with mere traditionalism, a snobbish and sterile veneration of the old way simply because it is old. Most contemporary writers begin searching for the keys to masculine spirit by studying the current longings of modern man, extrapolating from what they can observe to unlock the hidden heart within every man. But the roots of real masculinity will never be found by plumbing the depths of the human heart. At least, they cannot be found in the heart alone. Our hearts may reveal much to us, but they alone will never accomplish the task. Real manliness can only be found by consulting the one who made man in the beginning. The Lord God is the only one adequately qualified to define what it means to be a man. In order for us to hear from the Creator, we must return to the beginning. We must go back to when God first made man. We call the first man by a proper name, Adam. In the beginning, Adam was simply known as the man. In a very real sense, that is what God created him to be. He was the prototype, the archetype of our kind. By the time God's creative work is finished, he had made the man to be all that he desired from him. The man, at least until his fall in the third chapter of Genesis, provides the perfect picture of manliness. Genesis 2 centers upon the character, design, and nature of a man more than any other text in all the Bible. In the second chapter of the first book, God pulls back the curtain and shows us a world prepared for man, and the man prepared by God for the world. He is connected with the earth. He is made from the dust. Nevertheless, he reigns in dominion over all that God created. He is industrious, driven, passionate, tender, and creative. He is a protector and a provider. He is God's companion and is the counterpart to the crown of God's creation, the woman. Were it not for the entrance of sin into the world, the man would have perpetually been the delight of the Lord, living in harmony with him, and exhibiting the nature of God to the rest of the creation.
Any discussion about masculinity, particularly a discussion about biblical masculinity, must be connected with Jesus Christ. The Son of God succeeded where the man of Genesis failed. Jesus was, and is, the perfect picture of mature masculinity. He is the second Adam. The man of Genesis narrative was an image of the coming Christ. During his lifetime, the Son of God presented mature masculinity, unlike any the world had ever seen. He was tender, compassionate, and loving. He was strong, courageous, and bold. He lived in a constant dependence upon God that enabled him to overcome the harshest treatment the world had to offer. In every way, Jesus Christ is the perfect picture of biblical manliness.